Man, kids be coming for your innards. I said, I'm about to cook these cupcakes. And my nephew said, you can cook? You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another double episode of 13 Reasons Why. Season 2. This is episode 5 and 6. Let's jump into five first since this is already several days late, as Miss Mimi has pointed out to me several times already. The Chalk Machine is written by Mike Chef, or is it Mick Chef? Whatever, directed by Eliza Hitman. I gave this episode an 8.7 out of 10. I'm not gonna go scene by scene, but I should cover everything um focusing on quite a few key points within or plot points within the episode i like the structure in this season about how it's focused around the trial but also as i complained much of last season getting more of a perspective from the people that are most involved in the tapes that hannah has clearly and we've only heard as the audience seen a one person perspective of And man, this is the hottest tea kettle in this courthouse. And I'm totally waiting for this shit to implode. We're focusing this week on Ryan, who takes the stand. And it's all about the poem that he published. They're trying to say on the prosecution side that, hey, she read this poem out in class and no one did anything about it. Now, I feel as if they really think that I don't remember season one and that there wasn't no response for the school to follow up on. And I'm still lost all the way on this case in which it's their responsibility that Hannah committed suicide. Like, I think I've made it fairly clear where my opinion goes and resides and Ryan is a character that I am feeling two ways about where there is empathy for his situation and I think that we may discover a lot more I felt as if in comparison to say Zach his kind of home situation was rather tiptoed over so i'm not sure if there's just not more to elaborate or more than likely there is much more to elaborate on but he brings up the fact that no one in the school said anything about the poem i don't recall him even being in the class when the poem was discussed i believe he published it in the paper right And let's just talk about these tapes and why they're problematic and why I feel validated (laughs) about the fact that, yeah, you're getting one person's um, convenient perspective of certain events that occurred in her life. And she says, these are the 13 reasons why I committed suicide. Then she emotionally leaves the people wracked with that type of guilt, whether it's justified or not. And then she commits suicide and I feel and I cannot help but continue to feel as if this was more than just a cry for help. It could be that and also, also a need for 
infamy, a need for recognition, for attention. Like, look at what it's done to this town, the thing no one can turn away from. Look at how her mother, Olivia, has shifted this thing to be about her. I think there's a big difference between victim shaming and then the analyzation of a character. And I do think that there is opportunity with Hannah that goes way beyond what the school's responsibility is. And the fact that Olivia herself and even Andy, maybe, I don't know what his agenda is. I feel like there's more to that story that is going to unfold this year that gives weight to that argument that I was pushing against and even Mimi in the first season. So after he talks about the poem and how, you know, it was a cry for help as the defense is trying to say, or is it the prosecution? Yeah, the prosecution you know, as someone who wrote suicidal poems as a teenager, it doesn't always indicate intent, right? It can also just be an expression and hormones. Not once did I actually attempt to take my life, despite the 12 to 15 poems going deep and ham on the subject. So I, I feel as if that is a flag, but it's not the only flag in which should indicate someone is suicidal you even have zach acknowledging loneliness like sometimes when you are feeling insecure from a place of maybe early childhood development or neglect at home you are going to act out or take actions in which you feel um that type of attention that you've needed and you've craved all your life like there is part of me the fact that there is these tapes to me puts hannah in that category of much more uh manipulating much more conniving around the events that occurred to her and then you have someone like jessica who has equally been appended by some of the things that have happened to her and yet there is you can tell the difference of mindsets there's not this uh this quick like she could barely even confront the person that did this to her like she's completely shriveling into herself barely can sleep in her own bed and you juxtapose that with hannah who's pretty much setting up a, a principal or not even a principal the guidance counselor in a way to you know you went in there to say what you needed to say right did you not go in there to say what you needed to say did you not need help like there's just too much in her actions that while i am very sad that they happened to her and she did not deserve that to be happened to i think she also made a lot of decisions that unfortunately spawned from a great deal of uh a mental mindset that was never addressed and i mean never addressed by her parents and unfortunately i think it spiraled to the point where she was 17 and unfortunately took her life and then before that happened though a great deal of uh pressure on top of that those insecurities 
evolved in the way that they tragically did and then you had ryan saying where the teacher should have known uh you know i didn't know because i'm not a licensed therapist well neither are teachers they are administrators not caregivers like i can learn cpr and not be a registered nurse there's the professional that might do it right versus me who is not licensed who just took a couple of seminars on what you can do now it's different if i went down and registered for a class then i'm taking a type of hippocratic oath right i'm registered so if someone is in trouble i am legally obligated to step in i don't think that teachers and correct me if i'm wrong have that type of duty of care now it's not to say if a kid comes in with two black eyes it's their position to be like i'm not going to ask any questions however you know they have 40 50 students in one classroom and they're just trying to get them to pass a fucking proficiency test and if you go in public schools that's a fucking journey in itself just getting kids the additional help that they need that they're not getting at home from their parents because parents in this society still struggle with this idea that the the, the daycare is something that continues all the way through up to high school that's not how school systems are supposed to work it's just not but like i said it's not to say they could ignore the fact that a kid comes in smelling like shit for the last three days and then they don't ask any questions well yeah that's neglect because you're an adult and you know something's wrong and you are someone that is or has them in your care for the time like there's a a certain threshold of care that teachers are expected to perform being their fucking um therapist is not it now the guidance counselor is a whole different story because that is a type of uh degree in which they are required to do but even they are very much stuck on what they can do in particularly what state you're in how old's the child it's not like these are 11 12 year olds she's 17 and a lot of states you can fucking marry at that point so <laughs> i mean what's considered an adult particularly with women and their bodies nowadays you know you can go get birth control you at 15 my daughter can just go off and get birth control if she wants to and she doesn't have to tell me shit and the doctor is not required to tell me shit that's her body so i think that there's just a lot involved in that where even mr porter while definitely has some neglect didn't necessarily do anything wrong just could have done better and what was going on and what he was being given and because i think we're gonna probably find out things going on in his personal life he unfortunately that day did not have the mindset or even that week even that month you know even that whole year you know having a baby the first year could be very very challenging particularly if the child has special needs i think one of the biggest takeaways from these two episodes is that you don't know what's going on 
in the heads of the people around you especially if you are not that close to them or if you're not having those or you have those type of relationships and i understand that we have duties of care but we're also human beings and i think that what he's doing like i said not making excuses but it it's brought up in these two episodes is he's doing all he's he can to make up for this particular failure not saying i'm not going to be held accountable but until it becomes that let me do good while i can instead of focusing on how this negatively affects me so that is something i feel maybe brought up during this trial because it is something he has been doing with the school and it's something that olivia baker's just not doing and i can't stand it from her as a person so hannah yeah i was also i put in my notes there's no hippocratic oath for teachers (laughs) um hannah was texting talking and fantasizing infatuated with one justin foley after she told everybody and anybody that he ruined her life oh hell no now what does this say well one we know that justin did apologize to her after the event with the picture in the slide he did so for months afterwards he checked in on her he tried to be a friendly person not necessarily pushing anything romantic with her and i think she herself was beginning to fantasize or romanticize him chasing her and i think in her brain it was kind of a cat and mouse and we'll get to that conversation that they had at monet's and it definitely leads more credence to the fact that yeah hannah did indeed have a certain type of passive rivalry with jessica i can understand now why jessica would think that hannah's intentions are mean girl type tactics i mean we're friends i like a boy you like a boy i'm like okay well you know i'm gonna respect your feelings but we like each other and yeah could i mean jessica puts a lot of the fault on her because they could have just had a, a conversation about it i guess so but it's a it's a trick with women particularly with men and white women and you're a black girl and you got the white guy like that is a whole ass situation right there and you best believe it is always conceived that the black girl is inferior to the caucasian woman that's something that occurs don't pretend like it's not something that does oh well she must do this that and the other thing she must it must be something right something that's also um disgusting on why he would look at the cis with the hips instead of what the american uh, idealism of beauty is which is definitely caucasian so yeah there's a lot of i think justification in jessica's eyes to think that no hannah might have actually been lying and basically given a narrative that fits 
her own delusions and i still believe the or go back to the comment in season one when she says wait i just want to let you know that we didn't all stop coming at monet's we didn't abandon her she abandoned us and when you take in mind the fact that they were all hanging out and then boyfriend and girlfriend thing happened and then they thought okay well let's just give her some space and then she said fuck y'all <laughs> and then she started moving on to other people like courtney and then eventually zach and then eventually the 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 in crowd and then you had clay on the sidelines looking in looking like a whole ass fool but we'll get back to that in a moment because i feel like i'm going all over tangents up and down <laughs> this episode but yeah uh, the fact that two men that she like preferred Jessica over her, I can't not think that did not influence some of her rather um, sloppy choices. <laughs> but uh, she also wrote poems about Justin, several of them that were suggestive and the court definitely has documents of that um ryan tries to play it off like oh no i don't know what you're talking about first i don't know who the poem was about but then reveals that he does know who the poem was about and they ask hey well did she ever stay in contact with justin after all this time and then there's this one moment where justin shows up at monet's and she gave the fucking line of i didn't tell him to show up oh my god i'll read between that so quick oh i'm just gonna keep texting you about how i feel and they probably been going back and forth oh you know you were so wrong to me this that and the other thing and then of course he's wanting to apologize i'm not sure if it was more than that i don't think so about uh just focusing on the timeline that this would have been close around the time he would have been wanting to get with jessica so it also could have been hey this was her friend let me make sure you know i show myself as a gentleman because it feels as if behind the scenes despite what uh what zach says a lot of people talk a lot of things they don't do and i think justin probably talked a whole lot of shit that he did not do or was down for because it seems as if once the spotlight is not on him he is a completely decent human being despite his rather terrible choices in life one being to bring his friend or his girl around a fucking serial rapist um i just thought that again that manipulative side of uh hannah you even see it when ryan sits down and he's like "Uh uh-huh and he's like you know i didn't tell her i've just been texting him i just texted him where i was at uh-huh you read cosmopolitan girl that's what you did on 20 ways to make him continue to think about you that's what she was trying to play a game at and ryan knew it as saw as as soon as he saw that boy there in a place where he would never be then the defense points out that he published the article was it for shock value and he says no and i'm not convinced of that because this is the same boy that was digging shit out of the trash just for the gossip columns so i think that there is there is something a little bit more to being privy to other people's misery you know misery loves company and if you can 
have everyone talking about this person or that person that's what ryan was doing at some point no matter how altruistic he thought his goals was being in the end he also and i think that's why sherry gave him the look later on it's like yeah you use people for their dirt and their gossip and you expose them so that you yourself was not exposed and i think you're going to be at before the end of the season but at the same time it's very clear that i mean he brings it up several times she was lonely she decided her loneliness was needing to be filled by a boy's attention and yeah that comes from home bruh and being lonely doesn't equate to being boy crazy you can be lonely and join a fucking chess club you can be lonely and be like i want to get into knitting or baking or football or drawing class or just in a fan tag on tumblr about a whole bunch of tv shows like to me loneliness i'm not saying isn't a real thing but it doesn't all it's not how it's it's a outdated i think classification of a woman's loneliness like it has to be related or correlate somehow with a male's attention and that's the first fucking problem um you know it also could stem from daddy issues what was her relationship with andy that i feel like we're gonna find out this season because it's something about an intruder having a key to your house and that really makes me nervous as shit i hope that's not where we're going whatsoever because there was practically no indication whatsoever in season one of that type of deceiving i don't know that type of secret i think it would come out of left field now could her her daddy be a rolling stone i believe that he is clearly um (laughs) but there's also a clear indication that her mama ain't right either and we can go ahead because i i got a few more things with ryan but it kind of stumbles into her uh because yeah i put in my notes pause to check in with the side character arcs mrs baker is trash y'all the way she saw her husband and he was sitting there and he was like i should be here for you now granted i don't trust this motherfucker either he literally just had an argument with her and it's clear that if they don't win this case he will lose his store they will lose everything because they were divorced and she owns half of what he has so winning this case is now in their both best interest because it's already done so yeah you coming in at the twilight hour talking about i needed to be here i'm like sure okay and it's not even that he might also be sincere like i didn't want this to happen but now it is happening and i might as well be in there and hear what's happening and then try to do the best case we can but at the same time um i don't think he's as I don't think he's quite as shell-shocked as mrs baker like oh i knew nothing about my daughter nothing was i he has a much more pragmatic like like i can see him completely like no maybe there's some fault in what the fuck i did as a parent and i can accept that whereas olivia's like um no i don't think so at all that i have any fault and being a parent in that i mean because well she had a reflective statement but i felt it was still in a way that focused on her 
but ryan comes by to say well yeah first back to the courtroom drama she says immediately he's not gonna say or stay but the minute he apologizes you know she gives no as soon as she hears what she wants to hear she gives no rebuttal to that and then after the trial he's just like you know that was really terrible and the way she's giving him this yearning look and trying to reconnect uh through their child it almost makes me feel did you have his baby just because so, she's like i can't believe our child was all we really had maybe it was all she really like maybe you had a baby because you thought that was gonna make him love you more that was gonna make him stay and that's what made him stay but unfortunately it's a situation in which two people are doing something for practical reasons versus there's actually love between you and the other person it's more like a tolerance that's why cheating occurs that's why they have whole other damn families in whole other fucking states that's what happens i'm not saying that's the only thing that leads to certain things called cheating but it's a it's a um sticky point particularly in our older generation that's what they did i mean my own damn parents are the exact i mean don't need to be together at fucking all like no purpose other than the fact that it's practical like they can try to convince me love was there maybe but after 30 fucking years it is dust it is fizzle it's a contentment it's a uh familiarity it's not actually love it's not romance it's not the thing that i personally want to go to my coffin with um that's why i you need to love yourself (laughs) so that you know hey if it is for me to go out in this world alone i'm about to carpe diem this motherfucker and i'm about to make sure i get my eat pray love on because i will have love even if it's all over myself and 50 other people from european countries moving on he start uh she starts asking him questions about some other poems that she's found one is about i mean there's some weird ass shit going on uh i think i keep skipping past the court scene i do because i keep going to get to the poems because they definitely gave me a lot of um it was the drama i was hoping to find all season one so i am here for it don't get me wrong but nancy grace beside her is so damn transparent trying to keep them on track of the narrative that she wants to be sold to the public because this helps the white feminism movement (laughs) oh jesus they all three of these people have their own agendas um none of them primarily being the child that took her life she's there she's the catalyst but they have twisted this all about them but i need nancy grace to move on with her life but she is here to stay um then olivia jumps in the car and follows this man home and sees him kiss the girl because he lied and he even comes out and says you know what i lied i did move in with the girl and (laughs) her look uh it's not his daughter i did i was like oh does he got a whole nother family like what's he doing that no he just met someone else she happened to have a daughter he connected with her he probably i mean i think that's why it's so sad on andy's part because i bet that the loss of their daughter while it's not something he wanted to happen and that's why she's like well i couldn't you got over it so quick it's not that it's i loved my daughter but i didn't love you that the relationship we had 
was and when you see them in those flashbacks they were so focused and contentious with each other that hannah was clearly an afterthought for both of them so maybe there is a part of him that is relieved and he's making peace with that even though it's a completely despicable thing to understand about yourself but like i said previously sometimes it's not about the mistakes you made previously it's about doing better and i think uh strangely another character that i thought was going to be way more nefarious than he turned out to be says the same exact quote this woman is so devastated about her daughter but stalking her ex who has happily moved on um that's what i have in my notes let's talk about chloe she starts the episode in bryce's car and she is so fucking stupid like i'm just throwing this all the way out there i get it there are these type of girls out there like i think that man euphoria did it so well with the one character cassia cassie but oh my god this chloe is cassie why the names all the guys start with c (laughs) but you know the type the one that is much more invested in being pretty much more invested in being popular and kind of so self-centered that they're not really reading the fucking room around they don't think much for themselves and they allow themselves to be put in positions that they know are wrong but they sacrifice it before what the it comes with them not only i won't even say cassie this is also a little bit of uh what's her name um shit if you watch euphoria you know nate's girlfriend i forgot what her name was but yeah so when he invites her over and he she thinks it's to have sex or hang out and hook up she's all like oh no i can't and when he says it's to meet my parents see how quickly she turned that shit around and she was like oh it's to meet your parents oh that's a special event i must mean something i'm moving up right i'm getting the status that i want she's all excited to wear uh pick out a new dress he's like you don't need that oh i want to pick it up she's talking about it all day she's nervous then she gets the caudacity to try to go up to jessica once again because you had bryce asking very casually um so at practice is everything going good and he mentions jessica's name bryce is very much like i know he's an asshole but i'm worried about i'm not worried but yeah i think he's also extremely damaged because someone is actively intimidating people in this trial and i do not think it is him i believe fully it is monty according to the conversation that zach overhears in the second episode about the fact that hey you know you should be doing more to cover your ass because he's basically the one covering his ass but he's almost like i don't want to talk about it i don't want to acknowledge it he even says to chloe in the second episode you don't know how i'm feeling i don't think anyone knows how he's feeling i don't think he knows what his feelings are i honestly think he has been thrown to the wolves and he never had development now that's not excusing whatsoever the fact that he is clearly a serial rapist but if you are a person who's never been given boundaries 
how are you to know what those boundaries are until everyone else starts looking at you like oh you did a bad thing i don't i think this is probably the first time in bryce's entire life someone's looked at him like you did a bad thing and there might be consequences and it's almost as if he's shrinking into like a child that's scared to get slapped on his hand versus someone who is actively being a manipulative and uh self-preservating person in this moment considering the fact that he's all got all his wealth it's almost like Shh, nobody mentioned my name but not like hey let me get my lawyers involved or let me do things to undermine people like that's not what he's doing even a little bit and that's where i think that no i think that's something's broken in him too that is going to be explored later like i said please do not believe because you can get into the mindset of someone or see where someone went wrong that you justify their bad behavior it's not a justification it's an explanation it's an understanding and analyzing of what what happened and what's going on and if you can't correlate that thing then you don't know how to recognize those behaviors when you may get a similar situation or be put in something that's a similar situation um let's see she then talks to jessica and is gushing about the fact that she's meeting the parents like oh you know i'm super important because she really truly believes for some dumb reason that this is his fucking ex and she's just jealous and i know you was told a story but bitch please (laughs) even if that story was the story why the fuck are you talking about oh you'll find a man jess because for some reason you need assistance finding a man because no one will have you because that's what the issue is and jess finally tells her shut your bubblegum dumb dumb looking ass the fuck up then we get to the dinner and we get a little bit more understanding of the apple probably don't fall far from the tree but it's worse than that it's as if yeah your dad's saying all that matters is that you get a girl that's pretty and loyal because <laughs> loyalty is above all things so i said okay trump he doesn't even get advice from his father he's just more like oh you did good she's pretty and she's loyal like he then there's bruises on chloe and the mother is like oh what's that and she says oh yeah it was a, uh, it was cheerleading but clearly you know that looks like someone grabbed you ma'am it's the shape of a hand yanking you so there's clear indicators that bryce is taking his frustration out on chloe and she is very much allowing the behavior to continue and i think that this is also a problem like how many times has bryce been with a woman that's done this that has simply allowed herself or subjugated herself to this type of behavior because well if i can contain the beast and and i'm loyal to him in that moment then i will get the rewards in the end because unfortunately and i'm glad that they brought it up in euphoria there are women out there like fucking that and you have to that's why you can't paintbrush everyone the same bryce's dad uh is also a 
actor I know from something but I cannot place him so someone please tell me if you know down below then Bryce is told that Justin is in town and he is very concerned about that see episode uh the next one but not as much as Monte uh, Monty who as I stated earlier I believe is the antagonizer Tony reveals because he is um Justin's babysitter for the second day that the reason why he is being so he's so changed because he's had a second strike now i believe this is something clay doesn't know and why clay keeps saying what the fuck is wrong with you you fucking changed you used to be like he was season one he was pretty much everyone's spirit guide and in this season he's like fuck y'all i'm done with y'all white people shit I gotta stick up for my own self and i think there is a lot of problems in his real world that i think justin understands a little bit more than the guppies around here and that's why he's able to share that with justin versus clay who still needs i mean that sees heroin and needs to literally google it <laughs> i'm not saying i could, could taste a drug and tell you what it was but by now i would think anyone who saw that would be like that's fucking cracker heroin one or the other that both means bad it definitely doesn't mean good <laughs> i know clay is very very sheltered and i think tony gets a little bothered by that and i don't blame him it's like i get you got problems bruh and i'm really trying to be but nobody be here for me and my problems I can't even discuss my problems with you because you just don't understand but uh i like that they had that moment where he says yeah me and my brothers beat up a dude so that's that season one thing that clay saw but that's his second strike and if he gets a third one he's going down for hard time i need to know what the first strike was about justin when tony asks what the fuck happened to you reveals that he blew through the money that he stole from the drug dealer um and he says you know i lived in hotels i lived i basically was a kid and then i tried to numb myself with pills but they were expensive so heroin was cheap and i got addicted and i think he's just depressed he's unwanted he's unloved the only thing he really did have going for him was a serial rapist for a friend and a girlfriend in which that one friend he had that was a serial rapist you know destroyed that's that's gonna put you in a bad place upon the bad place you already at they go for a walk uh and <laughs> i did laugh he's like it's a beautiful day and then vomits in a bush and then the lady was like ew and he was like i'm sorry and tony's like don't talk to her he's like i'm just apologizing <laughs> to, for offending her and someone who's definitely repping the fact that they go to the high school drives by and tony's like well fuck now it's gonna be all over the school that you are back in town and man that definitely caused a ripple effect <laughs> ryan goes to olivia's here's the scene that i have been referencing most of this uh first half of the recap where he gives support saying i was hannah's friend yada 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 I can't help but think that Olivia enjoys this type of support and comfort because when you think about 
season one where everyone was kind of treating them like pariahs and then now that she's gotten all this national attention and she is you know much more an empathetic figure now people are knocking on her door you know there's more to the story it's almost like her soap her life became a soap opera and she's milking that shit up but she also does want answers i think that's legitimate um she got the whole fucking csi board up and she asked about a few poems and one of them mentions going to a clubhouse with a jock now we are all believing this to be uh justin and it could be and then mentions one about the fact that sometimes the person their intruder isn't looking from outside the window sometimes they use a key oh my goodness oh my damn oh my goodness as i stated i don't think that this is the dad i just don't think that but i have to put it out there um but it could also just be a red herring nothing sexual and it has something to do with else that she feels like she's been intruded upon telling with hannah you never know so definitely a few things that he learns but when it's time to talk about those torn out pages that he gave to tony he runs away very quickly then he talks about everyone being lonely she talks about her being lonely she's like that's not just a teenage thing and i'm like you are a grown-ass woman this is a teenage boy it is unhealthy for you to continue having friendships with teenagers talking about i can relate no you should not no 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 you need to go to fucking therapy get a doctor feel and get your adult shit out don't put your adult shit on teenagers who's already dealing with teenage shit and now they got to deal with your adult shit on top of that you don't need to be doing that to these damn kids we get more of these flashbacks and you know you have ryan who's kind of vicariously living through hannah's art like oh you know she was extremely talented and i wasn't clearly by the end of the episode you see he's not writing in his journal so you know maybe there was things about that friendship that wasn't necessarily true they both had a narcissistic need and admitted to being or wanting to be in the in crowd wanting to be one of the popular kids everyone doesn't want to pledge to a sorority everyone doesn't decide that their dignity should be given up for acceptance into kappa kappa beta or in that particular group or that group everyone does not sacrifice their morals for acceptance and while there is a lot of them saying that in this school there is or you know about that in this show it needs to be stated and emphatically that hannah is someone who chose to want to be in the in crowd i just kind of feel like that's a perpetuated myth and i know i only have my own high school experience (laughs) mimi has already called me out as a very odd child um but i had a lot of things that grew me up a lot quicker than other children around me and i know i wasn't alone in that i just i guess i feel that everyone doesn't want that goal to be a part of the in crowd some people look at the in crowd and they go they're assholes i don't want anything to do with them nor do i feel as if my life is hurting without it like well some people you know and and i have to 
just talking out of the other side of my mouth it's almost as if a real life situation like i don't give a shit that my real daddy wasn't in my life like did it cause some serious uh not serious but did it cause some impact definitely but at the same time i'm not on the sideline going all the shit that went wrong or did this or that man it's because i didn't have my daddy in my life whereas someone else might feel no really i needed the support of my father in my life and i never got that so you know i don't know where i was going with that analogy but i feel like i lost it and now i don't find like feel like recapturing it at all because i'm still talking about the first episode so i also felt that ryan was projecting and it made me very question mark this back and forth that he was with the flashbacks because in court he was not giving up all this tea like he was very reluctant and even tyler called him out like he's a fucking liar like why am i the only person that got on the stand and told the truth and i'm like well tyler did you really really tell the truth because i feel as if you didn't really really tell the truth but whatever i guess he told as much as the truth I mean, he already knows that the mama listened to the tapes. <laughs> so he figures, I don't need to expand on how much I was stalking her. So, yeah, Ryan's also ostracized from his own culture. I mean, there's that as well. Like, just because black people are united and black lives matter don't mean that we're united on black trans lives matter. Because we got that issue. Like, why do you mean, what do you mean black lives matter, but black trans lives don't matter? That doesn't make no fucking sense it's almost in the same way you had the person that was talking to tyler and cyrus that was gay saying you know he dresses too gay like there's a divide between that like i don't appreciate someone who is more feminine gay there's a lot of conflicts with people even within the same social construct (laughs) so that's a interesting perspective to see that ryan is very lonely in his own identity and not only just lonely as a high schooler i mean he's friendly with tony but that relationship clearly went south which is sad because they're still to me really cute together and tony need to stop dating fucking older men okay but he gets on a app to make a human connection and it's tinder now they did this as a setup tyler and cyrus when they were having that conversation with the one like oh if you want to get back on him i know how we can fuck with him and apparently that's new that's tyler's new agenda in life and i'm not saying everybody don't deserve it but at the same time i felt like this was just too much on tyler's uh, now tyler's all about being the bully he has decided i will bully the bullies and it's still bullying (laughs) now i know that our human nature base is like a um eye for an eye right but there is a that's how you start to build though a culture of that and that's ain't healthy for nobody it just ain't that's where it just continues to escalate and then we shooting each other in the street and it don't it don't need to be like it don't need to be that way so you have them setting him up um and then laughing when he shows up at monet's you have tony coming in with his chocolate squeeze that is way too fucking old for him 
and they invite him like hey come sit and talk with us you have human connection sometimes people are reaching out to you and you don't you don't reach out to them because it's not the attention that you want or the connection that you want and that's also where i think people go wrong as well friends are people i get that we all want to be loved but all love is not good love as clay is starting to learn as well (laughs) um shit i didn't even jump on clay shit already oh my god this is gonna be so fucking long i hope you are gonna enjoy this mimi on your long ass drive because there's a lot we was going on going over in this episode let's see tyler lying to his mom i'm glad she wasn't too dumb and didn't fall for it completely because she's like so what you listening to and he's like this and i love the way the mom came into the room she said um and i love the way she also had that door open <laughs> she didn't like go um i need permission to come in here she says oh what you listening to it's loud oh you can't hear me that means turn it the fuck down she didn't do it in getaway but there's something to it then she says um you know what's that music about oh it's about being angry uh-huh about what about everything uh-huh all right well i heard this person that they were shooting guns or they told me you were shooting guns with a kid oh no i wasn't shooting guns no it was you because the person would have called the police but decided to call me instead and then he goes oh yeah i was shooting bb guns and she's like yeah okay sure i'm not gonna call you a liar but i'm making it clear that i know and that there will be uh it will be addressed and she also says and reiterates you know how i feel about guns they won't be in this house and so her her compromise in there although i'm like fuck teaching a kid that's me being a pacifist i think that she did the right thing to address what she could interpret in that moment which is the fact that okay my son has a lot of pent-up frustration he wants to take that frustration out he thinks that can be done using a weapon okay let's find a constructive way a safe environment for him to shoot so as someone who would probably never think to do this (laughs) i would be like um no we're just not you know i see completely where her mind was going and i think it was an appropriate reaction even if i'm like oh my god kids with guns teaching them how to shoot that's setting up i mean that's just setting them up for them to know what the fuck they're doing when they decide (laughs) because tyler i'm calling it right now i think he is also damaged in a way that is not going to be easily fixed by no one <laughs> um i think he's an actual a bad influence on cyrus i think when cyrus was first introduced i was under the impression that cyrus was going to be the bad influence on tyler and i'm so glad that we see that no tyler really is a problem in itself and all those tiny little signs before the stalking uh the taking in the inappropriate photos the being obsessed with people and their lives uh through a lens because him he himself cannot even consider being a part of or being socially uh capable of being in that type of of environment i think 
and it's all leading up to an issue with him that I didn't want to push off on. Oh, well, no, another person is going to exasperate that. No, he's actually picking someone who too has a little bit of an isolationist attitude, yet he's found his group within the introverts, within the outcasts. And there's always been that type of groups in schools, right? And then even within the outcast, though, you have the extreme. Like, he's so cool. He's down with, let's fuck with people and get revenge on people they feel they should get revenge on. But I think if it came to, let's fucking um, shoot up the school, because Tyler got a fucking arsenal, and I ain't forgot about that. I think that's where Cyrus is nowhere near close to him. And I think that Tyler is just getting further and further disenfranchised. And then he's taking someone like Cyrus who has more of this, hey, it's a high school type of shit. Like his dad is much more a wise guy. (laughs) You know, he's not so hot-headed. He seems to be involved. He's got a sister. I think Tyler has found someone useful and like-minded who doesn't see him as a creep. But I think he's going to reveal himself as being said creep. Let's go to Alex. He knows he's missing something in regards to these tapes. And he also is missing his sexual appetite for women as he admits that kissing Jessica while he has all these intense feelings for her. He did not feel anything below stairs when they did kiss and it's been an ongoing problem he reveals to Zach who is still his trainer and he talks it out with Zach a little bit later as he's working on the bike and he says that you know I don't he's he's worried that his sexuality won't come back and Zach's like it'll happen in time um Zach was definitely Sion and Monte. Monty. <laughs> um, that's another scene I just skipped over. My notes are really fucked up for this episode. But yeah, I we pick back up that. That wasn't much with Alex other than the fact that he's shaking. Like he's clearly shooting himself in the head, fucked him up. And it's probably going to be fucking him up the rest of the season. Jessica has a brief moment in this episode as well. She goes to counseling for the first time she has a one-on-one with mr porter um who tells her that you know justin's back she's like oh (laughs) he's like word travels fast in this school so he clearly has his ear to the ground now and he's very much invested in making sure she's being taken care of like he's made that clear that's his priority and despite all the attitude she gives him i think she knows she cares or that he cares and she recognizes that and he says look i'm just gonna be real honest with you i know a thing or two about bottling shit up and thinking that it's fine not to talk to anybody about it you don't want to talk to me that's fine can you talk to someone because i see you girl and you ain't looking great (laughs) he didn't say those exact words but he made it clear and he stated also like justin's a victim i need you to know that and he needs help just as much as anyone else he's still a child he's still a 17 year old boy um and that's when she tells him he doesn't live in santa monica he lives somewhere with his mom in the city and her boyfriend let's get over to clay and then we'll leave off the episode with mr porter we also have to touch on the coach who is 
clearly gonna be emerging as the actual villain at the school we get our first indication that shit is crooked when he says that they're coming to drug test us so if you need basically fake urine now's the time to get it he says it very blatantly there's another line he says about uh how the you know once you come through these doors you're in united front he's definitely using the the school system as kind of like a cult type of thing or not cult but you know what i mean like a fraternity type of environment clay starts the episode watching justin while he sleeps and he keeps having this inner monologue with the illusion of hannah that i wish was not there like we should ask him about the polaroid um he eventually shows him the polaroid after he tells him to get into the shower this is the scene uh between him and his dad where he gets breakfast and coffee and (laughs) you know he's got the shower running and he has to cover for him because he told him to take a shower because he smells like socks and death and he's been puking all over the damn place and justin doesn't know where this place is and i feel like justin wouldn't lie that's why i don't think justin's the one that took hannah to the clubhouse i think it might have in fact been zach which would account for the behavior in the second episode where the guys are much more actively mooning or like especially if they thought you know or everyone knew at that point in the second episode that zach was dating her um that maybe that was her really thinking like oh i'm in the game now i'm with zach i've been invited to the cool club with this clubhouse and then something went shit wrong with there and that's the reason why her and zach no longer spoke after that summer because it's very close to the time frame that clay and her or that she was very much trying to be in the arms of clay and i'm feeling some kind of way about that too that clay is starting to come to the realization for that maybe she just used clay in that moment as a security blanket because that's what he's always been around as because let's be real clay puts his heart put his heart on his sleeve for hannah the minute he met her like you ain't got to be too smart to understand that this boy has a crush and she knew he had a crush but he she was below what she would consider or what she wanted in that time in her life now it's not to say hey i thought i didn't look at you like that way and later on i looked at you that way and i didn't realize hey that's fair not saying that at at all that she shouldn't or couldn't have that reaction but it being so close to all the other events that led up to that like a month before like when clay said a month i was like a month what what the fuck it's almost as if you know she kind of went with what was safe and what was so blatantly there but uh it just wasn't it was too late uh it couldn't be salvaged it wasn't going to be salvaged um because there's just too much going on with with hannah and her real um her journey in this very different kind of world that she very much at this time wanted to be a part of and may be much more aligned with chloe than say jessica well jessica never dated bryce but you know what i mean so he then uh checks on alice during the most progressive or not alex (laughs) after alice alex during the most progressive gym class because man 
I never ran around a track <laughs> during gym. We never even went outside. Like it was very rare we went outside and just did. And when we did, it was just running back and forth. Like there was no, like I would love to have had a cheerleading team. Like even if you wanted to be involved with that, that was after school activities in the gym. <laughs> um, but yeah. He uh, tells Alex the dumbest advice ever, though. Don't listen to the tapes too hard. That just makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. Oh, my. My, my, my. His big thing in this episode is that he realizes that the chalk machine was in the photo that was sent to him. Uh, and he is still on the case of Captain Save-A-Girl, who definitely is problematic before her untimely demise. Clay goes on the hunt for that room because he realizes it must be somewhere apparently on this large ass school because it's that big that we can't find this one room that these rapes have occurred and he goes back and forth about why people fall in love with the ghost version of hannah with the people that are not good for them i think hannah was notorious for this <laughs> I think Clay is realizing this. Like, all of this is his inner dialogue. And he himself is like, you know, I am in love with someone that is not quite, you know, who I thought they were. And I know that Justin made a, a line in the second episode, you know, you can't have one thing not uh, determine who you are. I mean, keeping th certain things from a person it does yes shape their idea and opinion of you and form uh those bonds so i mean i get what he was going for in that moment and it being valid and true but i also you know <laughs> think that's a very simplistic answer for a much more complicated situation clay tells justin that he fudged a bit about uh jessica wanting him to be back in town because he's been doing it all for jessica and tony refuses to lie like i didn't talk to her clay talked to her but tony put it all in his voice like yeah so clay probably lying about that shit and he is and that's exactly like clay shouldn't have done that he, he lied to that child i get that you were trying to help him and i know justin in the end realizes oh you were just trying to help me um, and you guys did. I mean, y'all, y'all helped me with my puke. I think Justin's still on drugs, but that we'll get into that in the second episode. But yeah, I think that, um, that I lost my train of thought. Yep. It's gone. <laughs> oh, about him lying. But yeah, that's fucked up. You can't. And, but you also can't get clean for one person. You have to get clean for yourself if you intend to stay clean. And I think that's where Justin is gonna have to learn with his continuing drug habit but i do like considering those two were at each other's throats all season one like justin like we're gonna we're gonna be freaking tony montana's ass and he completely in this season thus far has done a run 80 but then a gun skid row will do that to you <laughs> i don't know what justin did like them that he said he took a thousand dollars and he's been gone for what six months three months and he's got a heroin addict issue as well i don't i think a lot of shit went down with justin and um 
because he only had that little bag and i'm like fuck i mean <laughs> I, I think justin been through some shit and some stuff and some things and that's already from his just fucking childhood i think also justin is the best actor in this show the other ones have definitely been stepping up like zach does a really good job uh acting but justin pulls me jessica does a good job as well but he does he, he tends to get my emotion no empathy much more and i think it's just because he comes from a place where he was already just fucked over you have a, a parent that literally does not give a shit where you are i mean that's why mr porter at the end of this episode goes to check on him and he comes to the door and the mom's just like i don't give a shit like he can figure life out on his own i did that's probably how she feels and he's just like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like you don't care at all about your son and then you got this drug dealer getting all up in his face basically doing everything but using the word boy and that is after he had a brick thrown through his car window saying know your place come on motherfucker come on motherfuckers come on come on motherfuckers come on so damn right when this neo-nazi motherfucker want to get up on me and actually put his hands there like he was very calm he says i'm gonna need you to get out of my personal space and then he's like or what and then he pushed him and then act real surprised that he got his ass whooped i mean i don't think he was that surprised but he definitely was thinking he was gonna win that fight and i don't know why why do you think this white man like you don't want nothing of the king kong why but he gets arrested because that's also what happens when you get in fights with white men and you're caucasian and you're on their property despite the fact that they put hands on you moving on to episode six the smile at the end of the dock written by julia bicknell directed by eliza hitman premiered 518 of 18 did all these premiere 518 of 18 i should probably usually i don't reference the date for 13 reasons why but i did this time i gave this episode a lower rating 8.3 out of 10 despite some of the heated drama that i did enjoy zach's story while it took a turn in places it also frustrated me because this is one of the characters i feel is taking way more responsible unless something happened in the clubhouse like i said there might be more that accounts for it but for right now i was just like "Mm." so it turns out um zach went in the court he was asked by the coach if he needed assistance and he was also asked by (laughs) bryce are you gonna tell on me and that sounded again i think a reference back to being a child in this situation that's exactly what a child would say are you gonna tell me like we're still bros right i think that family that that um locker room is the only family that bryce ever had like for real <laughs> like i i think he was probably taken care of by a maid and that's about it and that is never okay um to happen to someone that already has resources that are at their disposal well ugh, disposal shit i've been it's the election night and i still ain't been told that biden is my president so i have been just non-stop drinking so yeah and i'm recording doom patrol after this so 
gonna be a whole lot of nonsense <laughs> but um he begins the episode looking at hannah's poem and admitting he's not a man that handles conflict well he also doesn't do drama then it turns out the summer after she wrote zach her cry for help and he played all those terrible games on her he and hannah started a relationship hey bro what oh my god so there's a whole lot of wow in that considering i got that indication not even a little bit um but yeah zach gets teased for being a mama's boy um clay's not around because he went to his grandma's that he actually had the nerve to say that in this episode really was a point off in clay's direction i get it you're in deep in your feelings and emotions because you fell in love with the figment of your imagination <laughs> and i'm not saying there weren't qualities about her that you really did like but clearly you also filled and colored in a lot of them blanks that weren't necessarily true and now you have to deal with that clay got his own little problems but i don't know where they stem from other than he's just i don't know maybe he's just pudding and this is the first girl he ever liked got interested in and it just went horribly wrong and now he's and then she died so now he's literally scarred for life that also could just be it but um yeah him saying the line of maybe if i was there the summer you think it would have been me she lost her virginity to fuck it that's the that just means that she just wanted a warm body bitch that's so selfish for you to even say out of your mouth but zach did apologize for his childish behavior during the school year so another person who already apologized to her about his behavior before she made them fucking tapes that's where i'm like where was this on the tapes and i love that zach said did she say everything about you on the tapes no she didn't so clearly everyone got a idea of who hannah was based on what hannah wanted you to know he is a virgin at this time and so is she and they can pay after getting a friendship decide to lose their virginity to each other this is also the summer that zach lost his dad so he was going through a lot and hannah became someone he got close to then he lost his virginity to her i did laugh that it was justin that he came to advice about girls like what do i do you know just think about her pleasure it makes it better and I'm like, look at Justin being all grown up. <laughs> Despite, again, all of the things we've known thus far about Justin. So then they hook up all summer and he reveals this in court. Zach caught feelings. He says, I can't speak for what Hannah was feeling, but I liked her really a lot. Clay has to hear this shit through the grapevine. No, 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 no. <laughs> the baseball team all find out about this they start teasing him about dating hannah once again bryce is at the heart of this i believe he targeted hannah for a specific reason probably because he had a crush on her and he she didn't want anything to do with him but then it, when i go back to that stupid party before and then she's all cool with him i really still don't get that i, I don't think i could ever be cool with the person who sexually assaulted me then um zach gets upset about it though like wait a minute you put her shit up here that's not cool uh they start to get physical about it until the coach comes in and makes it clear that you know you're a team 
and as a team your brothers and like he's trying to make it very fraternity like like what what happens in vegas stays in vegas <laughs> but that is also um makes zach easy prey for the group because he doesn't like conflict but at the same time he has a conscious and that's why i think he must be playing double agent because i don't know why before he would go to court he'd be like yeah i'm cool with you do bryce and i know you're a rapist <laughs> i just don't like that doesn't make any sense to me i know he keeps saying we're all on the basketball team or i'm just being neutral but no i'm starting to think he's the one that's laying out the polaroids because if he had this whole relationship with hannah we see it from his perspective he even kept the picture that she herself deleted yeah she meant something to him at one point and i think that it's unfortunate <laughs> that uh, whatever happened is the main focal point of what went wrong in this whole hannah situation and it's closely related to their relationship zach getting apologetic to clay at the courthouse and clay being like you didn't deserve her you get out of here grow the fuck up i was not with clay with that actions either i'm like you look like a two-year-old throwing a fit because you just find out that your girl liked other boys i mean i get that zach was supposed to be your friend friend i don't know that you guys were friends though you got close because your names were all part of this 13 reasons why shit you got put in the hannah baker tape club matter of fact clay you ain't even supposed to be in the hannah baker tape club she just put your name in there because so i feel as if his reaction is just i didn't appreciate it from him i get it as being hurt but I think that you taking it out on the one person when you really want to take it out on the other person but i felt like zach should have been sticking up for himself like i get it clay that you have feelings for her and that you two may have had something at some point however you're not the only person that can love a girl and then she likes them back and i think that you are old enough to know that <laughs> andy and olivia baker um they disagree on calling clay to the stand but olivia pushes it because she wants someone that liked hannah to speak to the good part about her even though both andy and her lawyer say look the prosecution could tear him apart and then i didn't appreciate at all her trying to drag laney as a parent like oh i know all about my you know children having parents from secrets and but no 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 like yes clay had secrets and yes she gives him way too much rope more rope than i ever would give however that's no excuse to <laughs> to pretend like oh i'm like it feels more vindictive and that's where your damn daughter got it from that's where her vindictive nature come from you don't get your way so you do something to undermine them and of course she would take her great deal the the irony of oh i get to use your son because she was close to hannah and then if he gets ripped to shreds well it'll be your own firm doing it like she's gonna take some joy there despite you know what she thinks she can gain from it and she's definitely very much focused on what she can gain from it because she can't get anyone to stand up in that court 
and say anything about hannah that she herself did not fucking know which at least she acknowledged that but also that doesn't help her case she's still trying to win this case let's keep it very clear she's not trying to just find the truth she's trying to win and make the school responsible and not once other than this poem that everyone is getting on the stand and lying about (laughs) it being addressed by any faculty in the school um like i guess it could have been escalated but like i said what meet me after class if this is something you want to talk about know that there are resources for you that's pretty much all you can do i can't go chase everyone or go uh be captain america like mr porter going to their homes and figuring out what their home situation like like unfortunately they got a gray papers they have responsibilities no <laughs> clay and sherry then discuss finding justin and then the fo- uh she showed he shows her the photos because she's like he's like do you trust me or can i trust you and she's like of course i hope they really ain't trying to push this clay sherry thing because i already told y'all i know mimi wants it and i will be happy for her but i don't see it ryan asked her in class if she knows anything about a clubhouse because he know he heard that from the poems and she definitely has a reaction i'm not sure what the reaction was or more as it or if it was like oh clubhouse just saw a polaroid of someone in what could be a clubhouse I don't want to become a target because Bryce and his team is is ruthless. And if the coach involved and we found out the coach has ties, I could definitely see her being a cheerleader, being like, I don't want to get involved in all that shit. Already already went to jail or juvie or whatever for my own shit. Considering the creeper coach, that's why I was just bringing up, uh, who handled things with the PD for mr porter and very much lets him know you know oh i took care of that you know he's putting him under his thumb in a way but mr porter's like bitch they ain't gonna stop me from saying what i need to say in court (laughs) but this is definitely a passive blackmail just as jessica is feeling better with nina um and she's also getting some new black friends she's with her culture with her people even meeting a new boy I love this whole entire scene as much as um <laughs> I mean because it was building up for what five whole episodes like Justin's back in town when is everybody gonna see Justin's back what's everybody's reactions gonna be and then this motherfucker just walked up on campus which is already a problem oh let's go back to the last episode when that one kid is like if you want to get him you can do this and he pulled up the website let me tell you right now that shit is not factual point blank you cannot pull up sites on those school websites like maybe in the suburbs okay sure but in the damn hood where they know exactly how ratchet children are they're blocked (laughs) they're absolutely and utterly blocked you might get on some youtube but you ain't getting on motherfucking tinder and showing someone what tinder is and be like go go fuck with them on this one it's the page is not loading sir it's not loading y'all be trying to get me and i'm like um no (laughs) <laughs> i can even see if they brought it up on a personal cell phone but if you on the wi-fi that is the that's why my daughter like she fucked up like she go to school she don't have wi-fi <laughs> there's no wi-fi she can call me she can text me but when she get to school there is no wi-fi on that phone i don't pay for internet on her phone 
I pay for internet on my phone. You know why? Because if I pay for internet on her phone, what's she going to be doing? She going to be on YouTube. She going to do all this shit at school that she ain't supposed to be on at school. Now, okay, what about the kids getting the Wi-Fi password? They get the Wi-Fi password. Those sites are blocked. YouTube is blocked. Facebook is blocked. They can't get on the social medias. Because the school's like, no, we're not. If you can use our Wi-Fi, you want to Google um, 9-11? You want to Google U.S. President? Sure. Go right ahead. Get some research on. But you ain't about to be on uh, Netflix watching movies in the middle of the day. That shit ain't happening. Now, bougie-ass schools in the suburbs, I can't speak for that. But I can tell you, <laughs> we address these issues way ahead of time so y'all can stop with all that shit. But the second thing is Justin walking all up in this entire school and ain't nobody stopped him. Let me tell you something. I'm a damn parent. I come to school, what's the first thing I do? I gotta have to give my ID. Matter of fact, when I walk into school, there's a fucking cop sitting right there with the monitor who's sitting right there. Before you can even get to the office, I have to give my ID. Then I can get to the office and they literally talk on they walking and say, someone's coming down to the office. So this is 2020, guys. I'm not sure when this, I know the show said 2018, but this shit has been happening for five years. I know because I have a daughter in school and this has been the procedure since then. So when y'all keep allowing students to just walk around and you trying to tell me that this is not, then yeah, that is a problem with the school, but it also is an unrealistic manifested problem just to try to make it a problem at the school because most schools have fucking hall monitors. If Justin walked into the cafeteria even the lunch ladies would be like hey we have someone in the cafeteria uh he don't look like he's supposed to be here point blank period you would have security in there in less than 30 seconds so i don't like the way they try to construct situations to try to prove their point when it's not realistic a point to be proven like he should not have been able to walk in there he should not be able to get on grounds i mean he's wanted by the fucking police <laughs> no he's in contempt of court that's not the same but that bother some point aside it was good drama especially as they had that music building up to it he just kept walking around and then you had jessica who's so damn happy like oh I, I was tucked in in bed by my daddy last night he stayed half the night which is very sweet because he's trying to protect his baby in the moment that he did not feel she was protected and then his ass come in and everybody's reaction is like the whole entire cafeteria froze like there were people on the sidelines like oh i heard some shit let me get all of this tea and then you had bryce just stand up and he was just frozen then you had monty looking like fuck then you had chloe looking confused because she been told one thing she about to find out a whole other thing then you have jessica absolutely devastated then you have tony and fucking clay in the corner like shit 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 like you got to get the fuck out of here this is not good you just go take the pin out the fucking grenade and then he just makes it clear i think he just wanted to know like fuck this clay jess i'm here for you i'm doing this for you i love you i still i try to not think about you he just tells all of his feelings he spills his guts and he says if you want me to stay i'll stay if you want me to go i'll go she tells him to go he sees bryce and drops immediately don't drop that duck duck hey don't drop that duck duck and i'm just saying what was seen in this particular scene bryce looked damn right dead like he looked devastated for his friend 
like he was hurt like you had justin turn around and say you with this look of absolute disgust and hatred in his face and this dude is just like why does my best friend hate me like why do like and then he stared at him and it's almost like seeing him in his state because he don't look healthy i mean he definitely looked like he owns something doing something (laughs) there's a lot of justin on justin's face of his trauma and then he falls on the ground it doesn't look like he's fucking okay you know this is bryce is just frozen in this moment and then chloe is like well why didn't you tell me he was back in town bitch do i look like i care that you care about my feelings i don't like i don't need to tell you shit monty covers like oh we didn't know and then she walks away but he was drinking that milk like it was liquor sherry then finds out what the clubhouse is or what she thinks the clubhouse is and is about to tell clay in his car or does get in his car and tells clay and he says i don't fucking care because his feelings are hurt and he only wants to play the knight in shiny armor if he's doing it for an idolized version of the lady and the person he loved and she really called him out on that like oh okay so you don't fucking care now that you found out hannah slept with zach but this morning you clearly cared about the fact that unconscious people are being raped like those are two different things sir and if you're doing this only for hannah then there's something wrong with you you should be doing this because it's not okay so she leaves out of the car not too happy and i don't blame her tyler and cyrus get gun training from alex's dad Uh, and like i said i think it was you know the dad sitting there as well and you know i love me some time ever scott so i'm just like oh boo boo and um that's when he says the line alex's dad we can't change the past but we can be better and i think that's something he's you know i think he had a huge shift as well because he is definitely not the same person we saw in season one alex isn't allowed to testify uh clay was getting testy with him due to the fact that he can't remember anything but he's being told by his doctor that basically you know you're gonna be fucked up like this for a really long time it's not just going to fizzle away it's not going to fix itself with an easy band-aid listening to the tapes is not going to fix it but zach and he have an interesting argument that leads to an interesting reveal um first zach's mad that he left him out there for 30 minutes and then alex says well i'm plateauing then he's angry that justin has come back and he's useless and everyone cares about justin and he's like why the fuck does everyone like why does he get to be the person people care about why is he the person jessica loves i think he really loves jessica but he can't fight what is a clear erection when he gets skin to skin with zach my mind's telling me no but my body my body's telling me I know that Mimi was like vindication and I said the same damn thing. I'm like, y'all was making me think I was crazy. And it's not to say you can't be bisexual or curious or sleep with a woman. You can do that when you're figuring out your sexuality. That doesn't mean that you ultimately will be bisexual. You might be like, okay, I slept with a woman. I know a few friends. Like, oh yeah, I had a whole fucking baby with a woman. But I'm gay. That's what I classify. I like men. 
but yes i slept with women i just didn't enjoy it as much um so i think in how zach handled it was great because zach is just in this moment it shows he's a good person he's like okay so you know things got a little excited it's 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 perfectly fine you know because some guys would have been like what the fuck man what do you think i fucking look like he didn't emasculate him think he was uh feeling emasculated or inferior in his masculine like he's just like oh hey so that happened you know um it's cool it's fine let's just forget about it we don't have to talk about it and alex is like my dick works <laughs> he's smiling he's like i don't give a fuck what it goes into as long as it gets up um and then you have like olivia guilt tripping clay to testify i hate her so much and it's not even just like he was like well i'm learning all these things about hannah okay but can you put that out of your mind and just focus on the things that you were talking to me about all those times ago so that's how everyone can remember her by oh she is the worst jessica reveals her rape details in group uh to nina who is also in that group and her frustration that she still cares about justin foley despite it being his fault or he has fault in what happened to her nina tells her she's brave for revealing that that you're able to bring up justin that you're able to even say the name and then she well she brings up bryce walker and she says that a senior raped her and she knows all about being in the same hallways with your rapist uh so she says that it's your fucking story you do what you want with it and that's the reason why she never pressed charges on her attacker as well tony sees a man he goes to see his boo thing mr chocolate that's way too old for him uh in a self-defense class and he sees a man with a fucked up eye there and i'm guessing that's the guy he beat up because he ran very quickly so maybe what he's feeling some guilt or he just got serious anger management issues because yeah there's beat up and then there's like what didn't they say he fucked they, uh, that guy fucked with his sister though i feel like that's justified hey don't fuck with the familia <laughs> you don't want to fuck with la familia then your eye will be fine cyrus um hacks zach's insta account because he's the next target for tyler uh he's like yeah it took me like five seconds they find a picture of hannah but also and more disturbingly a video of marcus in the clubhouse seeming to get a lamp dance from a stripper looking like the most black republican i have ever seen in my entire life and they're like oh well you know we should send this to someone but not before we should fuck with him about it and if it was anyone other than marcus i'd be like "Mm," but he totally deserves to be fucked with so it is what it is is is. (laughs) so someone breaks into clay's home in a black hoodie i'm not sure who it was i'm gonna guess it's monty but it could be someone else because they seem to have taken justin's heroin that i think he had in that bag i don't think because you know clay ain't smart enough to uh, to check him he's been gone from the house for 24 hours so you know he got out he got some drugs plus he just was just uh, told that his girl didn't even ask him to come back and get clean that she in fact that that was just a manifest like oh well she kept your postcard that means she cares but she didn't say the exact words come home i will be here for you at the end of this tunnel and that literally was what's keeping him going and like i said you're not doing it for you you're going that's going to be problematic and 
yeah, that's very unfortunate that I think that there was drugs in that bag and that was was stolen, but maybe they were looking for something else. But they clearly broke in. And this is someone just being bold as fuck. But Mr. Jensen is the one who discovers that that uh why am i blanking on his name justin has been staying with clay uh, they sit the boys down and i thought that was a bit of a uh, nice conversation because clay's going well i couldn't tell you i didn't have any options this that and the other thing and i love that mr jensen had valid points like not only is this someone who has a contempt charge you know i my law firm is representing this case like you're putting me in an un tenable situation and that's not okay and he's been doing it very callously and i don't appreciate it i get where he's coming from but he also really needs to start listening to his mother because she's being way more compensating to your mental state than you kind of deserve and we never saw clay driving the car this episode so i wonder (laughs) oh no he was in the car this episode never mind never mind i take it back it was last episode i'm just not used to seeing clay drive it's just weird but they uh they rake him over the coals and that's when justin speaks up and says look my mom's a drug addict she's living with a drug dealer they don't want me clay didn't have no options because i didn't have nowhere to fucking sleep i didn't have nowhere to go and then when he called clay's like and he had the flu (laughs) we ain't gonna talk about the drugs because that's a lot but I almost felt like this would have been the appropriate moment to let it all out the bag and get him the appropriate help. Because if you'd be like, okay, if you want to live here, I can too be aware of the, the liability I'm bringing in my house. Because let's be real, drug dealers will steal. Drug addicts will steal, I should say. Um, but after he explains that, the parents are like, okay, fine, he can stay here, but I have to notify the court. And Justin's like, that's absolutely and utterly valid you should do that i totally understand uh justin also tells him at the end that you're being an asshole uh because you know hannah sure she kissed one boy liked you and was infatuated with me like he's very wise about it at this point like this is high school shit that's what was happening and you are you're clearly thinking oh she's a slut that's not what he said though i I think that it's the difference between (laughs) calling her he didn't call her a slut he's more like i just don't know who you were like there's so much of your story i was not privy to there's so much of your life i was not privy to those boy stories are not just oh it was a boy it's a whole part of you thought you knew this person from monday through friday you saw them and then you were all of a sudden like oh you got a family and you got a dog and you came from wanda and you're like wow I knew you for two years and I didn't know any of that shit about you. Yes, you're going to question exactly the person. And then you say you're in love with them. Yeah, that's going to cause some fucking problems. So I think that while I appreciate that Justin was trying to make a feminist statement for us. And in any other time, I'd say, absolutely, Justin, you're, you're right. In this case, no, I think Clay is being very. um, And she brought him into this this never forget that part she brought him into all of this drama out of context and then put a lot of guilt on him to the point he himself was ready to commit suicide and yeah and then hearing all of this other stuff after the fact and you didn't even include them on the tapes 
Yeah, that's a that's a huge mind fuck <laughs> on what and even that person's not there to even answer the questions or give you the answers you want. You have to supposition based on the the knowledge that you have, but now you can't trust that knowledge. So yeah, that's gonna cause some serious dissonance in view in your viewpoint of this other person. And it also is a, a huge viewpoint on the people that she supposedly said did her wrong right if you did this time this thing you're like man you're fucking it like think of the the brick he threw through the window what if tyler actually like went and apologized well she clearly took the pictures and handled that shit herself but what if afterwards he really did do something kind for her and you don't know about it and here you went and everybody else clearly they thought threw shit through his window Mark is fucking included and then he's got his whole story that he didn't uh that everybody else knows or that maybe he's got more to that story that he didn't tell right there was more to that story that he didn't tell so no I think his reaction is totally understandable yeah like I don't know about fucking Hannah I don't fucking I wouldn't be fucking with Hannah whatsoever um and then that's how we leave the episode with him revealing like no I didn't forget the key someone actually broke in i didn't want to freak out your parents and they may have taken something they searched the room and then justin tries to see like oh they didn't take anything everything's there but clearly he looked upset i think that was his drugs and if he continues to have a drug problem that's that's not going to be good um because we saw the parents i believe that we're probably going to see him go back home at some point and because he is 17 i bet you the court's going to force the mom to take him back in he's a minor he can't be out on his own she's responsible for him whether she wants to have that responsibility or not or he's going into foster care one or the other (laughs) but because he's so close to seven or 18 he's going right back home ain't nobody trying to file that paperwork put you in somewhere for now nope 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 and he'll just leave that's what'll happen and they know that that's why they ain't gonna waste their damn time like you better go home and try to make that shit work both of (laughs) y'all until he's 18 it's sad and unfortunate um we also had a nice scene that i didn't mention between mr porter and his wife because he's she's trying to say look um baby i told you to go out there and atone for your mistakes and i get it but there's glass in my in the baby's car seat like the shit's getting too close to home i don't need you out there getting arrested and taking your guilt and escalating it by going all um you know teen titans like the the whole superhero except it's all you yeah i don't know where it's going with that joke either so with that i think i ramble on enough two whole fucking hours almost i think this is perfect time to get into mimi's feedback Now, if you want to join the conversation, you can send that to blackrocouch at gmail.com. You can see it, send it in audio feedback, 10 minutes or less. Well, actually, for 13 Reasons Why, I will give you 20 minutes because it's two episodes. So typically 10 minutes or less in a double episode, 20 minutes or less. Or you can send it in a written format to blackrocouch at gmail.com. Let's hear what mimi has been waiting to tell me all damn week what it do stina it's mimi i am sending in feedback for 13 reasons why episodes uh five and six um i j- literally just finished watching the the 
sixth episode and of season two and I needed to get this out immediately because these two episodes were really good I mean my emotions were running super high like when I tell you I was super livid and then super vindicated it was it was like super high super like low super high it was these episodes were good so I'm just gonna warn you right now I'm probably gonna take all 20 minutes 10 minutes per episode so just be ready but since it's just me giving feedback I figured it's fine so you'll be all right with it so let's go ahead and start the first thing I want to talk about is when Clay uh, was in, in front of the bathroom with his dad with the bread and the coffee and his dad was talking to him like everything about that interaction was so clearly lying like Clay was so clearly lying now my son is nine and by this point in his life I know when he's lying so my assumption is when he's 17 and he's lying I will know he's lying because now I got a whole extra eight years of evidence to show dude you lying like whether you uh you know you're an adolescent lion or a teenager lion well technically a 17 year old still an adolescent but whether you're nine in line or 17 in line you're still my child and I've been with you even before you were born I know you I know you better than you know yourself so the fact that Clay's parent or Clay's dad want to act like he didn't know Clay was lying was some fucking bumpkiss and I was like who wrote this everything about this scene like I would have been like why are you not telling me the truth what's going on and then when he like clearly didn't want me to go in the bathroom guess what I'm about to go in the bathroom and if I see someone in the shower boy you better tell me who in that shower because right now I know it ain't you and I see somebody in that damn shower so before I pull this curtain back and embarrass whoever this is you need to tell me the truth like right now so that whole that whole scene made me mad as hell and then can we act can we talk about Justin acting like he ain't hiding out in somebody's house like he loud as hell making demands like dude you are sneaking here you're you're not supposed to be here so I'm gonna need you to get your life together I'm gonna need you to keep your voice down I'm gonna need you to stop making demands and I'm gonna need you to do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it otherwise you gonna be homeless again okay and now you ain't got no money so you're probably gonna end up selling yourself for drugs so please dude get it together speaking of Justin now I think that we got more answers to this in episode six when uh Justin got caught but these are what I wrote down like okay so I want to like I know Clay is a child and he clearly has no law information but I feel like he keeps googling shit you can't be that thick like you have to understand first of all what makes you think Justin can testify he is a minor because he's not 18 he's homeless he has no address and his mom clearly don't give a shit about him so he has no guardianship who is going to testify? Who's going to let him testify? And any lawyer worth their hourly pay would drag the shit out of him on the stand. If you if you're paying attention, you could tell that man is a damn a crackhead. Like it's obvious. He has sunken eyes, skinny, looks nervous all the time, has random bouts of vomiting, like the the restlessness. It like I can't prove this because I I mean the few lawyers I know I mean, I've never followed them around with court and I don't know all the information they know, but I would assume just from people that I know, like nurses that have actually, you know, been called in to testify, you know, lawyers see hypes 
all the time like depending on what your actual special like what you specialize in but I feel like you can tell when someone's dependent like it's really not that hard if you've seen it once you know the signs I'm not saying that a lay person would know but I feel like if you've ever had a family member that was an alcoholic or drug user if you ever you know seen a crackhead on the street and paid attention like anything like that you should know like you could see the signs so there's no way on this planet that any lawyer that wants to win would put that man on the stand like even the defense or the prosecution couldn't trust his testimony and he would get ate alive on the stand by the 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 opposite side so nobody would listen to anything he says yes he has some really good information but he's a drug user and he's clearly going through withdrawals and they're making him way more coherent than he should be and I'm gonna look past this because it's a tv show but I will say that you we know that he's a drug user and Clay with that whole bull crap talking about he has a flu I wanted his mama to slap the shit out of him like dude don't lie to me I'm looking at this man and I know he a crackhead don't don't tell me he got the flu and if he does have the flu he just gave it to all of us and you just gonna let him just be in our house like she really needed somebody needed to be his ass at least slap him upside the head or at least call him out let him know that i know you lying you know you lying so shut the fuck up like lord someone please put this man in his place clay really need to get his life together and i'm not even finished dragging him because he's about to get dragged hard between these two episodes he is about to get it and you know i've been a fan of clay this whole time but he really needs to learn some life lessons and someone needs to explain him how the world works because he is so narrow-minded so immature so um unworldly he's just he's just maybe sheltered too much i don't know what his problem is but he really needs to learn some life lessons and someone needs to teach him fast and can we talk about Hannah's poetry? I personally think her poetry sucks, but I am not artistic like that. So, you know, it's not like I read poetry. There's been some poems that I've heard that I like really got to me. But for the most part, I've never written a poem. I don't know anything about poetry. I'm not very artsy. So I'm just saying like, I've never felt anything from anything. Even that letter that she wrote, everyone talked about was so great about the, the panties and, you know, feeling like she wanted to you know just be nothing I didn't feel nothing with that either but I will say that everything that we're finding out about Hannah makes me dislike her even more now I will say I I liked her the most that I've ever in in all 19 of these episodes that we've seen in episode six but even still I still like I'm like that that wasn't enough to make me be okay with her I still dislike her because her texting Justin um after her acting like everything that he did to her was so appalling and he ruined her and then even trying to warn Jessica about him why are you texting him and why are you like meeting up with him and stuff like that and then you make a tape for him about how much you dislike him but you leave that off and it just proves my point that she was being manipulative and petty when she made those tapes she purposely left things out and I don't know they could say she was trying to protect herself no she wanted them to hate themselves and I feel like maybe she wanted them to kill themselves too she was like I'm about to take my life and I want you to think it's your fault so you can end your life too like that's the only explanation I can come up with 
and that kind of manipulation is the worst kind of disgusting behavior that I can even think of like she is trash uh the the other thing I I want to talk about from episode uh five was uh the Mr. Porter thing when he went to Justin's uh, mom's house and got into it with her boyfriend it made me laugh though because her her boyfriend found out he was a counselor at that uppity school and he tried to get in his face and I was like is it isn't didn't Mr. Porter say he's from Compton or Inglewood or some some hood ass California city and I was like he must not know who he dealing with don't be fooled by that suit that man hood as hell and he sure got got real hood real quick he was like i'm gonna need you to get out of my face and when he did he's like what are you gonna do give me the attention he's like no homie i'm gonna whoop your ass and they got into it however i will say that the fact that he got arrested and put into the cop car after fighting a known drug dealer that shit would piss me off now don't get me wrong it seems right on par with how this world is and black people are always assumed guilty when it's against another white person no matter what but you're not going to tell me that they didn't realize that that dude had i know he had some multiple offenses there's no way he didn't he's a a known drug dealer he's had to been arrested before and it sounds like justin said his mom's a hype so i'm sure they've been called for domestic disputes at that damn residence so they had to have known that that guy was was unsavory but it was probably they probably arrested both of them well this guy's a black guy and he was probably buying drugs so we know he's guilty i guess we could just we'll just take both of them like that just seems the way america is and the way cops are because i can't even tell how many times i've seen articles where a black store owner called the police because you know some white guy was doing something or assaulting them or something and they just assumed the black person was a culprit and then they let the white person go and then by the time everything was sorted out that person got away and they had to go find them like shit like that happens all the time so i'm not surprised but i'm still mad about it like that shit was bogus as hell okay so now let's get on to episode six because the first thing i want to talk about and you know you know it's coming because i have been waiting since we were first introduced to Alex ass for some vindication that I was not wrong and we got that shit this episode I knew he was gay when I tell you I celebrated I was like celebration I knew it I was up dancing and like vindication all the way he was watching porn in the last episode couldn't get it up I mean straight up live feed fans only trying to get his little man to stand and he couldn't do it but he had his little temper tantrum and was all hugged up on zach's fine ass and guess what stood to attention and you ain't gonna tell me that's not confirmation to what i've been saying actually what we've been saying like i told you i would that until they they showed me some evidence i'm just going you're not gonna tell me he's not gay maybe he's bi but we know we know for a fact you couldn't get it up looking at a naked woman but you was just hugged up on zach's sexy ass and your dick got hard so bam i'm just saying we knew it but now we got proof and it's i guess it's not funny but it's kind of funny that (laughs) it's like you have this traumatic brain injury and you can't remember you forgot you were gay (laughs) and you forgot that's what you were struggling with but your body remembered oh yeah that's what i'm talking about 
you've been looking at the wrong things and i really hope in these next couple episodes we see him looking at some dick pics or you know some gay porn or something because we know what the problem is now and i think the reason he was trying to get with jessica was because she was familiar and you know he know he knew he loved her at some point and i don't i'm assuming that was from what he was told but i guess like maybe when he came to turn like the realization that he was gay must have been recent you know because if i'm remembering correctly yep yep alex was new too and that's one of the reasons why all three of them became friends because they were all new to town and maybe alex came to terms with the fact that he was gay and um then they moved and he was like well maybe this is my time to start over and then when he became friends with jessica and and hannah and he and him and uh, Jessica got in a relationship and he loved her maybe that's why he was like okay well maybe I'm not gay um and then I guess I think him trying to have sex with her now makes sense because he was like if I can only have sex with her I'll know that I'm straight and I don't have to worry about coming out to my macho dad like this is all theory but I'm starting to think that um yeah that's that's what happened um what else did I let's 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 go back let's go back because I know I said that I liked Hannah in this in this episode and it was more so her like softness and she just seemed more open and I guess I never assumed that like why she would care so like it never occurred to me that she cared more about Zach because the way she treated him but like their relationship seemed genuine and we know from the way he had his outburst at the end that he genuinely cared about her he was just scared of you know people I guess people making fun of him and that was going back to what I said about Clay now we talked about this offline and you know from the this like my final thoughts some people are you know they're not bullies necessarily but they're not going to intervene when someone else is getting bullied because it's like, I'd rather it be them than me. And clearly Zach is a prime example. He doesn't put himself in situations where he has to defend anybody. So he just does the avoidance. And now it makes me think that he's friends with Bryce only because he doesn't want to end up a target. So he's really just pretending to like Bryce, but he doesn't like Bryce and he really wants to help Alex. I thought he was it was the other way around, but now I'm confident that he really does want to help Alex. And he really cared about Hannah. And it sounds like he's going to regret his mistake for the rest of his life because he really cared about her. I mean, maybe he even loved her and he let her break up with him even though that's not what he wanted. He just he was just I guess his family just it doesn't talk and his mom is one of those and I, I don't like stereotyping but I do feel like with minorities just from my experience I'm gonna go with the people that I know um, I know Mexican I know Cuban and Puerto Rican black folks and Asian people the only Asian people I can think of specifically are Filipino those are the people and Korean those are the people that like <laughs> I think they feel like therapy is like a white person thing now I can't say everybody I just know the people that I know from growing up like especially black people suicide you know sexual abuse things like that that's stuff you don't talk about you just don't um 
not saying it is right but it's just something we don't being gay like you just you don't talk about it like that's not anything we don't do that like that's just the bottom line so it ends up to the point where if you have those feelings you don't say anything so they just fester and I've noticed that some people when they you know when they have those internal struggles they get in a lot of fights they are abusive they're rude they're mean they bully people because they need some way to get that frustration out or you know release those emotions and that's the only way um and it sounds like Zach's way of releasing those emotions was to play sports and that's why he put all his focus into being the best because I guess that was his way of dealing with his feelings but the fact that he legit told his mom I had, uh, I had those same feelings as Hannah like that's probably one of the reasons they they became friends in the first place was because they knew how each other felt and she straight up told him no no you don't you're fine you just that girl is putting stuff in your head he's telling you he's suicidal and he's felt that way before he just wanted to end it but you're refusing to listen and unfortunately I feel like some parents are like that um we know for a fact that Hannah's old raggedy parents just refuse to admit that they had any responsibility to her like I just don't understand how is your daughter smashing a dude the whole freaking summer the entire summer the summer is what in in high school is from June July August it's three months three months with the same dude just they just having sex all the time and that's literally what they showed us is literally all the time at your house because we only saw Hannah's bed she, she couldn't go to his house because his mom didn't allow um, girls to be there and he said that so we know every time it was at Hannah's house and y'all didn't notice you didn't notice like I'm not saying that you you know you would notice when your child is deflowered but you should notice when they're like happier all of a sudden like are, do you are you dating someone like you weren't paying attention at all and it just it infuriates me that they're acting like she was like you know I had to forgive myself for not paying attention no no you shouldn't you haven't even brought it up nobody's brought it up and that's bullshit and I find that so hard to believe there is no way if I was I'm I'm not even a lawyer I've only the only lawyering I know is from what I've seen on damn tv and I would be like we I would call her to the stand like where were you the school was supposed to know that your child was in distress did you did you know she had lost her virginity did you know that this she had a crush on Bryce, but she went on a date with Marcus. I, I would ask all these questions. What did she do the day before she, what happened the day before she committed suicide? What happened the day she committed suicide? What were you doing? Where were you? How did you find her? Like, those are all questions that I need them to answer. And the fact that ain't nobody dragged the shit out of her yet and her raggedy husband really bothers me. And they really think they're going to win this damn case. How? How? How are you not responsible, but the school is? Like, you're not taking any responsibility at all not even a lick like it just ugh, it's so ridiculous a whole three months of smashing a dude and you had no idea and then they think that little blurb about you know I forgave myself is supposed to just eradicate that frustration that I feel bull crap I'm so so irritated with this mess now in my last few minutes I need to talk about Clay because his reaction when he found out that Zach took her virginity was absurd like dude she didn't want you and for you to think if you would have stayed over the summer that you would have been that person instead of her is ridiculous she knew how you felt you didn't hide it 
She chose not to want you. She didn't want you. All the times that you kept giving her options, you kept flirting with her, kept going on like little stargazing dates. She knew how you felt. She didn't want you. And you need to learn how to deal with that and get over it. You you weren't the one. And I feel like that whole making out with you thing, she was probably trying to get to like, I know he wants me. I know he cares about me. So let me just let me just be with him. And it didn't work out. So, I mean, I can't remember at that point if that was before or after the thing with, I think that was after what happened. No, 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 no. That happened. What happened with him was before Bryce and Jessica's rape. So I don't know why she freaked out now. It doesn't make sense. Maybe she was thinking that she felt like she was cheating on Zach. Maybe. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I don't know, but he's so stupid and I'm glad Justin put it into perspective for him it's like I can have sex with so many girls and I'm not I'm fine but Hannah loses her virginity to one guy kisses another and has a crush on another and now you're calling her a slut like dude get over yourself you you really need to get get it together someone needs to slap the shit out of clay and be like look I don't know what your assumption is you have this fairy tale relationship in your mind about how women are supposed to act but she didn't want you okay and it's her vagina and if she chose to give it to someone else that's not you get over it okay she didn't want you you loved her she didn't love you you could still be her friend there there's no rule saying that you can't be friends with someone you love when they don't love you back and let's be real Zach is fine as hell that that boy is fine his body his face everything and look at you clay look at him and look at you seriously i'm not saying i don't think justin is cute and i don't think bryce is cute but zach is fine as hell and he can get it so seriously i just want to point out somebody needs to shake the hell out of clay because he needs to get his life together I've, I'm, I'm done because i know i didn't win over two minutes so i'm gonna stop here um if i think of anything else i can always just i'll just send you like a message and we could talk offline so until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. I already knew she was excited to be vindicated about Alex. I think you're absolutely correct. Everything you said, mostly in your feedback, was pretty spot on. I'm glad you even got in on Dragon Clay. I know that's your baby. But yeah, I wanted to slap the shit out of him this entire episode. He's been making really irrational decisions but i think he hits home in this episode why do we fall in people in love with people that don't love us back the way we should be loved i mean it's what sky did to clay it's what clay did to hannah (laughs) it's what hannah did to well maybe zach but not really zach i think zach just allowed himself to be like you said pushed over i have a theory to what you were saying because of the time frame that they uh, stated where she hooked up with clay and when this relationship ended and the fact that they're referencing the clubhouse and the fact that there is a reference to hannah going somewhere now that we know that she was with zach i'm of the opinion she definitely was with zach and i think that's why um bryce said are you going to tell on us like and then you had them uh, the coach right afterwards given that whole you know what stays in the what happens in the the locker room stays in the locker room all that bullshit i have a feeling that hannah made her way to this clubhouse and something happened there that 
allowed Bryce to believe particularly like why would you go and I, that's been my big complaint why would you go to the house of someone who was a rapist like that doesn't make like why would you get in the hot tub with them and you know they rape your you get your friend gets out of the hot tub two other people get out of the hot tub and you allow yourself to be in the hot tub with someone to molest you and you're fully aware of what they are and what they could do why if it's happened already so if she went to this clubhouse and maybe she passed out there and she woke up thinking maybe something happened to her maybe that and then her seeing what happened to jessica and then kind of realizing okay maybe this is a thing that happens a lot and if it is on school program uh, property yeah this is a way bigger scandal granted how much can you blame the entire school or how much can you blame a particular sect of a school there's that because there's there's always power right like what if you're someone like mr porter like i want to go ahead and tell you guys everything that's happening and then you're not believed or you're fired or you're relocated or they try to put dirt on you what then um so yeah it's a very fuzzy situation there but i think that's where the show is starting to take that that turn into the um the more not realistic <laughs> more fantasy element of the drama more so properly i should say and that's fine um they're definitely building up for that and that that would be a way to bridge the two seasons and then kind of answer some of those questions now does that make me like hannah anymore no um like you said i think that or like i was saying previously i think there's a, a lot of things leading up with hannah clay definitely is romanticizing an idea versus who this person actually was you're spot on with yeah she didn't want you and i think going back to that security blanket i think she freaked out because she wanted that security blanket she wanted everything to be okay uh after probably something happened to her at the clubhouse that she couldn't reconcile especially if they've passed out while they're there like clearly that's something like why would you yeah if you're taking photos of someone that's about power just as much as it about the the sexual aspect of it uh and if they're unconscious and they can't even fight back yeah uh if she went to that clubhouse it's a good indication that something happened to her there and then maybe she thought with her security blanket i can test out this theory or be made to feel uh the way i don't and plus that relationship with zach ended after that so i could definitely see saying you're jessica in this situation maybe that's why they related so closely um and and would tie their their story arcs together better um if she was having that moment too of like everyone's telling me the or i have the suspicion something happened to me but at the same time there's no real evidence of it and then you know she gets out of this really bad relationship that she um really wanted but it didn't work out the way she wanted and then she kind of went back to a safety zone and like you said i think clay needs to understand he was that safety zone now uh, that hannah intended to hurt clay i don't think so but i don't think she was the kindest person to him either i think she entertained him i think she wanted to be a friend to him you know calling him helmet you know but i think at the beginning of that friendship it was more like 
oh he's got this cute little crush it's adorable uh why not have a fan <laughs> and then as time went on maybe she you know was kind of like a younger brother thing and then it kind of manifested in the more but in the end i don't think that she ever felt for clay and maybe she did in in retrospect at the end when she was thinking about it all but i i find that hard to believe you pointing out that yes homeboy is not looking at all as if someone is uh detoxing <laughs> from drugs yes that definitely like he should be way more sweaty he just stink a whole lot like they're trying to reference it but they're definitely doing the pretty version of this versus the uh remember you ever watch um things we lost in the fire when benicio de Tero was uh fucking detoxing in that room that shit was ugly that was not fun that motherfucker had paper he was just naked like if you're gonna show a detoxing you're gonna have to go ahead and show all the ugliness like euphoria went into that shit they went there so this show definitely is it's cookie cutting around it but i do you made a good point and that's where i think i was going earlier but i didn't want to say it yeah um boy been on the skid row and he's got a drug problem the first thing I came to mind, and I, I don't even know what that says about us, was like, homeboy might have had to pimp out his ass to get drugs. And that is definitely, I think, something that would fuck you up already. Um, but it also might be something in his mind he thought he, he could, uh, he deserved, right? Like, go out there and just let men, uh, and, or women, but you know it's gonna be men, abusing me in a way sexually because well i allowed it to happen so and then that only perpetuates him continuing to be a drug dealer or drug addict which would also uh fall in line with him continuing to do drugs because it's not just about the jessica thing and now he's got i mean i man i really feel bad i i find i know you think zach is cute i think he's cute he's definitely cute he's one of the hotter guys in the show bryce you um <laughs> i do think that justin's cute he's a little bit cute he looks too young though i will say it's hard even trying to be all like oh he's cute i'm just more like oh god he's like 18 <laughs> and that just tells me i'm getting too fucking old but i get what you mean though because there was another show oh uh, where was it and i kept saying he is cute but that is a fucking like 18 19 year old kid <laughs> not, a, not a not a child child but damn now i just feel like uh uh what do you want to call those people um what do you call them uh shit I, it's like right there at the tip of my tongue and i can't say it i know everybody's screaming it right now but i can't i can't a milf <laughs> no not a milf oh jesus y'all know what i mean y'all know what i mean the uh the woman that got that one uh fine looking ass sexy uh sexy boy oh what's his damn name too shit i can't remember nobody's name but he was in um he was quicksilver <laughs> with his fine ass and everybody's like look at this old fuck. i'm like don't be mad at her don't be mad at her like you want to be mad at her but hey she living her best fucking life right now you can't be mad at her <laughs> you can be jealous you can be haterating because i'm haterating on a few relationships i would love to be vicariously living through right now but you can't be mad at her like she got it i don't know how i would feel personally though about getting it that young 
I'm just like oh like yeah you fine and i've had a few people like 25 years old sending me messages i'm like oh. like it's cute if it's five years it's even less weird when it's the other way around it's fucked up to say it but and we should be able to be comfortable with that but i think it's because we're parents or at least me in my mindset i'll say we because i see myself as a parent and i see when they're that young i'm like you're like seven years older than my child <laughs> you're like six years older than my child that's too that's uncomfortably too close for me to reconcile so but that's not to say hey they're not cute because i damn it there's another show i know all the time and i'm just oh yeah i know it is the umbrella academy and he is a fucking minor he's a cute little kid though number five i think he's like when he turns 19 he's just gonna he is a cute little boy he just is he's a little dimples the way he carries himself he's a little wise little kid i said you know what when you 30 man i can acknowledge that i would want to smash you right now i can't even conceive of the notion because he's too fucking young my brain automatically rejects the idea (laughs) but really great points love the feedback yes we're celebrating because we knew about alex from day one snap snaps and i think yeah you're completely right he was dealing with those issues before it's why he was pressuring jessica to have sex good call um yeah so he has to remember all of these things about himself but maybe now he doesn't have like i thought it was a very telling reaction that he wasn't embarrassed he's like oh my dick works it wasn't oh my dick works and it likes men he didn't even like he was smiling about that he was like okay like i believe at this point it may be easier for him in his sexuality like out of all the things that have happened to me my sexuality doesn't feel like a big fucking deal right um i guess we're not gonna see courtney anymore not saying i need to because after last season the way she was literally sitting at that table like um i'm a woman i'm not gonna stand up for two women who clearly have been raped i yeah they ruined that character and if we don't see her anymore and she's just a backdrop i would be perfectly fine just to fill in some scenes uh what else did i miss anything i think i covered everything in the episode i think i covered everything in your feedback clay yes he is a very 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 sheltered child i think i've dragged him enough in my own uh recap and uh, review so i will leave it here again if you want to join the conversation blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes leave a review until the next time peace hair grease black or magic <laughs>